0: Hi, Don Wells here. Mary Ann from Gilligan's Island. I'm on On Screen and Beyond. Don't you wish you were listening? Me too. Rescue me.
1: On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome, this is episode 209 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zamrak, and this is the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, Marianne is coming our way. From the S.S. Minnow, we're going to head out on a three-hour cruise. Not a three-hour interview, but it's a three-hour cruise. And uh, we're not going to get stranded like uh, the Castaways did on Gilligan's Island. But Marianne's going to come talk to us about the show and all the things she's been doing. And it's all coming up in just a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. But i got to first remind you that if you uh, want to like us on Facebook, go ahead Go to our homepage, OnScreenAndBeyond.com. Scroll down to the bottom. You'll see a link right there. It'll take you right to it. Friend us, uh, like us, whatever. We'd love to have you there. And uh, we'll give you little bits of information about what we're doing and what's coming up. Uh, we gave you a hint about Marianne coming on the show. And uh, just go ahead and do that. If you have a suggestion of somebody you would like to hear on, on and Beyond, email me at feedback at OnScreenAndBeyond.com and we will see what we can do about it. If you are um, you know, going out and buying something you know for whatever purpose uh if it's one of our sponsors we'd appreciate it if you would uh click on our site and take you to their site and it will help support the show we get a little bit off that and uh so we'd appreciate that and i guess it's just about time to move on to remake madness coming up next right here on on screen and beyond
0: (laughs) Up and try again.
1: Remake Madness, well, Universal is going to remake or reboot 1999's hit The Mummy, which starred Brandon Fraser and Rachel Wise, and the dust isn't even settled on that one, really, and they're already going to make another go of it. Looks like Malcolm McDowell will star in a remake of 1984's Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's a slasher film, if you remember that one. And Adam Sandler's Happy Madison Company is in talks to produce the remake that we've talked about before. It was a 1987 film called Summer School. That is it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as upcoming new ideas, new movies, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies, well, Ashton Kutcher will star as Steve Jobs in a biopic about the Apple creator. Ben Affleck and Justin Timberlake will star in a thriller called Runner Runner. It's about the world of illegal online gambling. And Tim Burton will be working on a new stop-motion animated monster movie called Night of the Living. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we head down to Sequel City and find out what's coming away as far as sequels. Next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. sequel city well it looks like danny devito and arnold schwarzenegger will reunite as brothers in a sequel to 1988's comedy twins in a film called triplets which is rumored to have eddie murphy join in as their long-lost brother now that sounds funny will ferrell has announced that the sequel to anchorman is on so look for it in 2013 and two more sequels to child's play are in the works chucky is indeed back that's it for sequel city coming up next on on interview on we take a peek at what's coming away as far as tv on dvd
0: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help
1: The Walking Dead Season 2, great series, is available on Amazon for pre-order right now. There's no release date yet, but they are taking pre-orders. And let's see, Bonanza Season 3, Volume 1 and Volume 2 will come your way on July 17th in a 5-disc set and a 4-disc set, respectively. And look for Dynasty Season 6, Volume 1 and Volume 2 as they arrive in stores on July 3rd. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we take a peek at what's coming away as far as movies on DVD. Next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. (laughs) Movies on DVD. Well, it looks like there's a lot of things coming out on Blu-ray. Some of the old fun movies. It looks like on June 12th, you can look for Bill Murray to land on Blu-ray in Meatballs from Lionsgate. And uh, Cabin in the Woods will land on DVD and Blu-ray in August. And... The Hunger Games will also come to DVD and Blu-ray in August. That is it for movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we have the honor of having none other than Marianne from Gilligan's Island. Don Wells is going to be joining us, and uh, we got so many questions we can ask Don. And I appreciate uh, all the people who sent in suggestions and things like that. Uh, it's just so exciting to have her on here. I love that show when I was a kid growing up, and uh, to be able to talk to her, it's it's such a thrill. And that is coming up. Marianne, Dawn Wells, next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Screen and Beyond, I have the extreme pleasure of having an actress who is part of TV history playing the role of Marianne Summers on the classic TV show Gilligan's Island. It's Dawn Wells. Dawn, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you. I'm
0: happy to be here.
1: You know, Dawn, I've been trying to get you on the show for a long time because I have had so many requests from listeners who give suggestions to us for guests that we have, and your name comes up constantly. And, what do they
0: want to know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. What do they care about? That tickles
1: me. They just want to hear you. They they want to hear your story and everything. It's just uh, you're 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 just, so fascinating, and, and everybody enjoyed the show for so long that just nice to hear you.
0: Well, you know, it's 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 rare that you connect with something that has such an influence across the world and for 30 years in you know 14, 15 languages. Uh, all across the world, it, it, it's amazing, It's there's no dating it or no clothes or anything that tell you when it was filmed and it's sort of a universal, can we all get along, can we all cohabitate with, with some uh, sense of responsibility and caring about each other and that's really what the show was all about and you could have done a million shows or I could have done a million shows where as an actress I could say I've portrayed all these wonderful emotions but to be connected with a show that's meant so much. For so long, in so many parts of the world, it fascinates me. And, and I have a responsibility, I believe, to the character. Mm-hmm. I, I've i got a book, co- I'm in the process of writing a book coming out next year. And, you know, Marianne really was sort of a rudder for the morality and the sensibility and the uh, camaraderie, uh, cohabitation that was necessary in a dysfunctional family for the first time mm-hmm. out of the sitcom. On television, it, it, it's remarkable. As silly as it seems to be, I, I think it's had an influence way beyond what we ever imagined.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Did, now, when you were making the show, did you have any any inclination that it was so popular for one thing at that time, but that it would continue like this?
0: Oh no, we were made fun of from the very beginning. What a stupid show. People, people marooned. Who's gonna buy that? How are they gonna know they're marooned every, every week? Oh, you gotta write a, a theme song first time it's ever been done. There was a bet amongst CBS that we wouldn't last six weeks. Really? But when they did the audience reaction test for when they did the pilot, it was the highest rated ever. And I think it kind of gets to the core of every, um Every generation, every age bracket, every economical age bracket. It's kind of the core. It's a Robinson Crusoe. What would we all do if we had to cohabitate? You know, now we've gone so far with Survivors and Lost and right. all the other shows. But it was very, very unique for its time. Yeah. And I think when you stop and think about Sherwood Schwartz, who created it... um yeah, I think it's the longest running show in the history of syndication. Oh, it's never been off the air since
1: 1964.
0: Jeez. So it, it's amazing to me. As an actress, I'd like to say I've done, you know, something else that shows my, uh, training and breadth of, breadth of talent. But to be connected with something that's meant so much to so many people around the world, I can't go anywhere. Beijing, Rwanda, uh, Kansas. <laughs> It's amazing to me, and I have a book coming out next year. And why do we love Marianne? What is it about this character that kind of gets us all in, in our heart, in our core, in our soul, in our morality, and our conscience? Um, there was something about her.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: And I don't think she exists anymore today.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't think there is one.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. You watch the TV shows. There, there's really not any characters like that. No. I want to talk about gilligan's island of course but um i also want to talk about and you sort of mentioned it while you were just talking you wished you had been in other things that people remembered you for but uh, you actually have been in quite a few things i mean (laughs) you know of course gilligan's island is the one that everybody knows you for and, and most actors and actresses would die to have a part that they would be remembered for for years and decades but you, you started out, and uh, you were actually in a lot of different TV shows and things.
0: Oh, I've done a lot, of course. And I was theater trained. I am a college graduate with, with, a, with a major in Bachelor of Fine Arts. And I've had a lot of experience, and I've done a lot. And I really do consider myself a, a pretty good dramatic actress. Right. I love comedy. That's my favorite. But mm-hmm. But I can do both. But you don't know me as everything. But I'm... I am blessed with something I love to do. It's in my soul, and I've been able to make a living and and enjoy uh, my life because of what I'm doing for a living. And, you know, I always say to kids, if you're doing something you love, it's not work.
1: Right. Yeah. You know,
0: it's not work, and I, I am blessed. I guess maybe Mary Ann gave me the ability to go out and do something for half the price a week or to volunteer or, do you know, to do something to give back. Mm-hmm. Because, don't let me make a mistake, we didn't make a lot of money, we didn't make any money on reruns, we aren't, you know, a million dollars a week on reruns, we've never been off the air since 1964, but because of it, I've been able to do motivational speaking, to parlay myself into other roles, to do a a theater where I can branch out and do something else, it's been um, a livelihood for me, I've been blessed to take care of my mother, an ex-husband who was dying, uh, I've been blessed to be able to financially do that. But more than that, I've been blessed with doing something I loved my whole life. And not only that, the character that I portrayed has made a difference. Yeah,
1: yeah. You
0: know, you could do Shakespeare all your life or, you know, uh, 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 Hannibal Lecter, but <laughs> does it make a difference? Yeah. Marianne's made a difference. Yes. And, and and I'm blessed with the fact that Shirley Schwartz created her.
1: Yeah. And you mentioned the residuals and royalties and those things like that. Uh, and back then, they did not have that thing uh, where you got the money after. Um, but now this may debunk something that that's on the Internet. On the Internet, I saw that it said that you were actually the only cast member that did get the royalties from syndication. So is that true? I false?
0: wonder where that was. Not an ounce of it is true. Uh, okay. I've heard that i made a million dollars on the reruns. I made, I think, fifty-three thousand dollars all total. Sherwood Schwartz, our producer, director, creator, made ninety million dollars, according to a CBS TV Moguls that I did on the reruns alone. Yeah. We did not make any more than what the original contracts were, and there were no reruns. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I don't know where it comes from. You know, don't believe everything you read or right. hear or, or watch. I don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> would that I would. Would that Sherwood Schwartz would have split that $90 million, just $1 million amongst the seven of us. Right. But he didn't. And and how can you be bitter? That's the way it was.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. And, it, you know, it's a shame that, that that's the way it was, too, because the, there, there's a lot of shows that, the, I've talked with different people, and, and, you know, they don't get the, the, the money like that. And its it, it, I think it's a shame, but, of course, that's a whole not- another show.
0: <laughs> well, go back to where we were 100 years ago or 50 years ago when nobody got pensions. That's right. Nobody knew what a pension was. Nobody knew what Social Security was. I mean, that's the progress of the world. You can't be bitter about it. Gosh, I wish so. You know, but I also must say that I've been blessed because I've been able to go out and do theater with a, probably a salary that I wouldn't have been able to get had I not done Marianne or the notoriety or the, the possibility of this of this uh, book that's published and coming out. I mean, I, I, I do think you pay your dues in life, and I think you can walk around being bitter about what it should have been, and you can say thank you for what is and go on with how do we make it better.
1: Do you remember your first TV acting role that you got? Do you know? remember what show that was or a movie?
0: Oh, I sure do. It was 77 Sunset Strip. Ah. And, and I knew nothing about, um, I mean, I was theater trained. I was well trained as an actress, but I knew nothing about the film process. And uh, because I was a perfect type, which I always say, that I ran a film school for a long time. You're going to play who you play. You're not going to play, a you know, a quarterback for a football team if you're a ballet dancer. <laughs> right. You know, you have to play who you are. So I was pretty well typecast. But, but I remember uh not knowing anything about how to do film. And 77 Sunset Strip was my first uh show. And it was Louis Quinn who played the race tout or whatever you call him. And he said to me, Don, don't you know about matching? I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, if you pick up a glass on a master shot where there's everybody in the shot and you pick it up and you and you drink on this line, and now they come in for a close-up, you have to pick the glass up at the same time and take a sip on that line. I said, you do? He said, yes, it won't match, and you'll cost the company a lot of money. So this was something I had the character development that I learned in college, but I didn't have the technique. So it, it was... It, it, You have to study. It doesn't come to you naturally. You have to know what you're doing, and if you don't know what you're doing, if you're a secretary, you learn shorthand, or you learn how to type, or you learn something. You don't walk in just because you look cute, sit down in front of a typewriter.
1: (laughs) Yeah, true. I know you were in the film, Palm Springs Weekend.
0: Well, I was. Have you ever seen it? I think they cut me out of the whole thing. I don't remember anything about it except we were arrested for a spring break in Palm Springs, and they put us all, I don't know, in front of a judge. And I don't know, it was one of the first or second things I ever did, but... Uh, get it like, <laughs> I get ridiculous like $2.25, but I don't think I, I never saw myself in it, so I don't know what they did it, other than they gave me credit, and maybe I walked through the lobby of the police station, I have no idea.
1: Yeah, 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 because we've actually had several people on the show who were in that, and it's, it's just funny how I'm uh, finding that a, a lot of the people who were in that film, I've had, like, Carol Cook was on the sh- on our show, and Bill Mumy, and Ty Harding, and, and now you, so, <laughs> for some reason, that movie- Carol Cook- was on it? Yes, Carol was on the show last year. Oh, for heaven's sake. She's a, a wild, crazy person.
0: <laughs> she is. She is. She is, and I love her husband and I think she's a great talent.
1: Yeah, yeah, very nice. She was uh, but she was funny. She was a riot to have on the show. So, now as far as Gilligan's Island, how did you get the part as Mary? Oh, I
0: was I was an actress around LA and I and and they had a, a open audition for they were replacing three of the characters. Mm-hmm. The the Ginger Marianne, and the Professor were three really school teachers, and they were c b s said we want three different characters, so we auditioned. I auditioned in Los Angeles with about three hundred and fifty women, <clears throat> and there were professors Gingers, and Marianne, and the same thing was going on in New York. Ginger was cast in New York first, I was cast second, and the professor was cast third. Mm-hmm. That's why we were the rest. Ginger was cast first, and her agent said nobody after her in the billing. So, Professor Marianne ran the rest the first year. Uh,
1: yes, I know, in the song, yeah. Uh, now, what made that change? Was there.
0: Well, the. George the, uh, Schwartz, our producer, said he did it. John Rich, our director, said he did it. Bob Denver Gilligan said he did it. They all came <laughs> in and said, there's only seven people for crying out loud. <laughs> change the billing. I don't know. I knew nothing about it. Yeah. I was brand new in the business and. I was happy to be working.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Now, where was it actually filmed? Well, I've
0: got the hiccups. (laughs) I'm sorry, I get them every once in a while. Um, The pilot was shot in Kauai.
1: Kauai, yes. Uh,
0: We were shot, we were doing the shooting on CBS Studio Center, which was in Studio City, about a mile from a freeway. And we tried to shoot the first two or three episodes, some of the outdoor stuff at Malibu, and it was so uh, foggy that they ended up coming only shooting two hours a day. And CBS built a big lagoon right in uh, its Radford Studios now, mm-hmm. and that's where we shot most of the time.
1: Wow! Yeah. So, so you didn't get a chance to go to uh, too many times to Hawaii for the show?
0: No, we never. I, professor and I and Ginger never went to Hawaii. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were scheduled to go the week. I mean, the next season after our third season, but we were canceled while we were on break, so we never went.
1: Hmm. I bet they kicked themselves for canceling this the show. I mean, <laughs> you know, after seeing how it just continued on forever, I'm sure they... So
0: when you stop and think about it, maybe that's why, because it continued on because it weren't canceled, but too... uh, William Paley was the president of CBS, and they needed a half an hour after out, Island. And they couldn't sell the time spot, and when they came back from vacation... Mrs. Paley said, You've canceled Gunsmoke? It's my favorite show. So they canceled us because they didn't have a half an hour after us sold and put Gunsmoke back on the air. Oh. It was all politics. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. That's life. People get bitter. I said, Come on. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. That's life. Yeah.
1: Had you ever worked with any of the other people who were on the show? No, none of them. None at all. I
0: was pretty brand new. Right, yeah,
1: yeah. No, no, I hadn't. Were you a close cast?
0: Pretty much, I'd say so, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. We got along really well. The professor and I, Gilligan, the skipper, and Mrs. Howell, were really, really, really close. Mr. Howell and Ginger were, were closer than the rest of us. Mm -hmm. I think they knew each other from films, maybe, or something, but there was never any any animosity. If there was anger going on or temperaments, you know, the press always tries to make something out of that, but that probably was, I don't know, offset. I never saw it, so...
1: Was it fun working on the set? Yes, it was
0: wonderful. Was everybody was.
1: horsing around and playing practical well, jokes? Well, not a
0: lot one. of that. They were pretty serious.
1: Oh, they were? I were. was
0: sort of the go-between. Jim Bakershut, I was Donald, no. Are we on overtime? Did we get Did we get something last week? Did we shoot? When it, I mean, they always looked at me for the <clears throat> the details. Um, I mean, I was pretty inexperienced. I was learning a lot from everybody on camera because I was a theater-trained person. Mm-hmm. Um it was hard work. You know, we worked 14, 15 hours a day, a lot of practical stunts, Bob falling out of trees and all of that kind of stuff, and we had no studio audience. It was a film. It was film. It wasn't, right. you know, where you rehearse and then you go in front of an audience for three hours, It was the, which I think is the best of both worlds. You've got theater and, and film combined, but it was 14, 13, 14, 15 hours a day, yeah. five days a week, and... It was wonderful the whole time. I learned a lot. And I was one of the few people that they allowed to watch the dailies, the rushes, because I was analyzing. I'm I'm very much an analytical person. I was going to be a pediatric surgeon, so you know where my mind is most (laughs) of the time. But I, I would go in and analyze what was the best look on me, what was the best costume on me, what didn't I believe about myself. Was that phony? Was that real? And they let me go to the rushes because I didn't change my performances. So I was brand new, and I really analyzed what I was doing. It's called show business, you know.
1: Right.
0: (laughs) It's not show fantasy or let's make believe. It's show business, and you have to sort of learn as you go along. So I learned a lot about camera angles and believability and and the truth of what you're saying in front of the camera. And I learned about glamour from Ginger. I learned about uh, spontaneity from Gilligan. Uh, I learned about timing from Jim Bacchus. It was a school for me. Mm, yeah. I was theater trained, but it was it was a wonderful experience. I, I'm very grateful. Yeah.
1: When you were just a little girl, were you the type that was uh, doing plays around the house and things no, like no, that? No, 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 no.
0: I mean, I'm an only child, so I would do plays maybe in the backyard, but no, I wanted to be a ballerina. I, 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 was, I was quite a bookworm. I Because my knees dislocated, I couldn't play any sports, so I never played baseball or softball. Yeah, I would make up little plays in the backyard, but I did one play when I was like in the third grade or something, and I got a stiff neck and couldn't go on. I played, I don't know, with chicken and I don't know what it was. But no, and I auditioned for a play or two when I was in high school and didn't get it, but I was a public debater. I was a speaker.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what so hit the switch to make you want to be an actress.
0: Well, because I went to Stevens College, and I was I majored in pre-med, and I couldn't take any P.E. after uh, canoeing and archery, so my counselor said, it was a woman's college, and he said, I think you ought to, you know, why don't you try an acting class instead of P.E.? So I did, and he said, you're good at this. You ought to major in it, and it was a two-year college, and I was going to transfer. I went, I'm not going to be an actor. Are you kidding? <clears throat> he said, well, you're pre-med. You love science. You love all of that. Why don't you pick a college that does both? So I chose University of Washington in Seattle, which had a great med school and a great theater school. Mm -hmm. And I just took theater courses and just loved it. And I was asked to run for Miss Nevada and the Miss America pageant, which I laughed because I said, I'm so short, are you kidding me? But I said, okay, let me see if I can get up in front of a bunch of people and do an acting scene and and be convincing. In addition, to my mind is very analytical. So I didn't make miss america of course but when i graduated i said i'm going to give myself i was magnum cum laude i was a good student and i said i'll give myself two years if i don't get a job acting i'm going back to med school Hmm. and i went to work right away
1: yeah and And i'm I'm blessed because of
0: because of gilligan's island i was able to co-host and co-produce the children's miracle network telethon in missouri for 15 years so i i watched facial cranial surgery, I watched hip replacements, I watched uh, uh, hernia operations, I was very much involved with the children's hospital, so the med- medical side of me got to be fulfilled because I was Marianne, so I, I consider myself very blessed.
1: Wow. Now, after the Gilligan's Island ended after three years, three seasons, did you have any thoughts about not doing the reunions when they started doing those? Or, or did oh, you but that it? was
0: 12 years later. We didn't even have that in our on our radar. Right. We didn't know it was going to happen.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, when it did happen and they said, no, why you would do you it say no? Yeah, No, it was fun. Yeah. I thought it was fun.
0: Yeah. We loved each other. So we really did. We loved each other. To be back together again was great.
1: After all that time, when you got back together, was it like being back home again? With, with the- It was
0: like, it never, like we never went on vacation. Really? It was amazing.
1: Now, what was it like working for Sherwood Schwartz?
0: Well, Sherwood was a very interesting man. He was very much a family man. I think that's why he created Gilligan's and the Brady Bunch. He knew comedy. He knew what he was doing. I was brand new, so I was alert to everything going on uh, he was a very gentle soul he's very much it was a very much a family man and I think all those values um, came through in his writing hmm. yeah.
1: yeah, now back in 1993 you published a book called Mary Ann's Gilligan Island cookbook and uh, I presume I haven't seen it so I presume that one of the biggest things in there it was your pie right <laughs> Yes, and
0: I want to tell you, that's about 350 recipes, and about 300 are my family. Really? There some from islands and some from the rest of the cast, but I come from a family of fabulous cooks. Coconut cream pie, I have 13 recipes, was my favorite pie. I don't know how Sherwood Schwartz came up with it, but I am a very good cook. My mother was a good cook. Both of my grandmothers were good cooks. There's a few little, you know, recipes from the Solomon Islands and some of my cast members but I'm very proud of it. The names are silly. You know, weenie and Greenie is my favorite recipe. has nothing to do with weenies. But <laughs> it has to do with it, with our co-authors who did Mayberry and, you know, Beverly Heogarly's cookbooks mm-hmm. and stuff. But I'm very proud of it. And I'm right in the middle of writing another book.
1: Yes, that's what I was going to talk about. What the, yeah. What is this one yeah. going to be about?
0: Well, it, it's kind of, you know, I've done a lot of motivational speaking, and I've been all over the world. And I'm very conscious of the morality of our show, and I'm very conscious of, why Mary Ann?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, Mary Ann was, I got the most fan mail. Eighty percent of the men say I'm married to Mary Ann. <laughs> So I, I was doing a speech about two years ago with a group of 4,500 realtors, and I got talking about, you know, multiple marriages and stepchildren and so on, and I got standing ovations in in the morality that I'm talking about. And I think the morality that, we were raised with with the Gilligan's Island audiences. It's gone, and I think what eighty percent of the men say to me, "I married a Mary and my question is, why? What is it? What is it about her? Mm-hmm. Uh, she got the most fan mail. I'm not talking about Don Wells. I'm talking about the character. Yeah. And I'm very aware that if you're a father today, of or a mother of somebody, if you're 45 and you're raising a 12 or 13 year old kid, you've got to be terrified. About what's going on? What's happened to our morality? What's happened to our manners? What's happened to our uh, relationships with other people? And I think Marianne, why do we love her? What is it about her? And I think we need to hear this. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I've been kind of toying with something about the last five or six years. And after doing a big speech last summer, I went, you know, this is really no, need, what we need to address today is what is it about this character that we love so much? What is it about her fairness and her morality and her... She's not a goody-two-shoes. Dawn Wells is very much a Marianne. I was raised with a Marianne uh, uh, morality, Mm -hmm. but I'm more sophisticated. I've been to Beijing. I've been to France. I've traveled to Solomon Islands. I've seen things other than Marianne, who's seen Kansas. (laughs) But, But I can judge my own relationships with the world and other people and children and 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 all of that i i can judge that i can see what's right and what's wrong
1: Don, when your book comes out, we would love to have you as another guest on the show if that would work out for you.
0: I would really like that. And would you mind contacting me? Because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, what do you call it? I'm a Mrs. Howell now sure. when it comes to all this technical <laughs> stuff. I just can't stand to sit in front of this machine and try to communicate. Yeah. So if you would come back to me, I, I, I think my book, the, the uh, what do you call it? The, the profile or something has to be turned in by October 1st, and we're talking about a May 13th or May, 5th, May 013 release.
1: Yeah, so if you great.
0: would kind of keep your eye open and talk to me instead of me trying to remember,
1: that's no problem. That would be great. I'd like to finish up with two final questions, though. Okay. That take us away from Gilligan's Island and and all your acting and everything. As far as when you sit down and watch TV. Now or in the past, what are your favorite TV shows?
0: That's kind of good because I I have a couple of reality shows in development myself. Ah. I like some of the historical stuff. I like The Amazing Race. Um, I like Diversion and Escape. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a news junkie, so I watch news all the time. But when I'm watching something for enjoyment, <clears throat> I like the good wife.
1: Yeah.
0: I like Homeland.
1: Mhm.
0: I happen to like um uh can't think of the name all of a sudden. Um, Charlie Sheen. Two and a half men. men. Yes. I uh, like I think the writing was brilliant
1: <clears throat>
0: prior. <Right. laughs> um I love news, so I, I mean I really love news. Yeah. I like I, I like talk stuff.
1: What about movies? What are your favorite movies of all time?
0: Oh, I have a hard time giving myself, at home, giving myself two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. I will go out to a film, but two or two and a half hours at home, I I get up and do something else. Uh, I think Women in Love, Mm -hmm. uh, I can never remember the title of this. Oh, Jacqueline Bassett, uh Something Woman, uh one of my favorite films. I can never think of the name of it. She plays it she plays the mother of a daughter that she teaches her to be a cortisone. Do you know what I'm talking about? Charlotte, somebody from England. God, mm-hmm. it was a wonderful movie.
1: I know what movie you're talking about, but I can't think of it either. <laughs> I can't it,
0: it, 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 the title doesn't fit. Undependable woman, but that's not the right word. Mm-hmm. Uh ugh, I can't think of it. I'm not a musical person. Mm-hmm. I like reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, I say the last year, what, what have I come away and went? Whoa! I can't tell you.
1: That's fine. Well, Don, next time we have you on to talk about your book, I also want to talk about your theatrical performances that you've done over the years. I mean, there's just so much we could continue to talk about.
0: Well, and you know, that's my favorite being on stage and live with an audience is my very favorite I have not done a sitcom where you have an audience there which is the best of both worlds I guess with yeah. the intimacy of the camera but no yeah I'd love to do that because that's you know I I I, uh, I I'm I just I love Lost in What I Wore my fantasy my bucket list was to go off Broadway I'm contemplating producing it now mm. wow. um, I've got a couple reality shows in development I have this Hunter History and I have another one uh, so You Want to Be a Cowboy. My mind is more of a producer than a performer almost now. I love the creativity of it all.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I'd love to talk to you. Just call me back anytime time. I'd, I'd enjoy this. And thank you so much for being so patient. Yes. It's taken us 42 years to get here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Don, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. And uh, I will be talking to you again.
0: Thank you. Have a great day.
1: Dawn Wells, Marianne from Gilligan's Island. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. We really appreciate it, and it's so fun to have her on the show. Love that show, Gilligan's Island. Who hasn't seen that? I don't care if you're you're sixty or if you're you're six. Uh, Gilligan's Island has been part of our TV world forever, and uh, like she says, it's never been off the air since it's uh, first started, and it's just a, a lot of fun to watch. So thank her so much for taking the time to talk to us. And she says she's going to be a guest again on on screen and beyond uh, next year when she has her book come out. So we appreciate that also. And I also appreciate all the letters that people send in emails for uh, suggestions for guests for the show. And uh, I'm trying, I keep digging, you know, because sometimes uh, they don't have emails. I can't uh, find them. I can't find their publicist, whatever, but uh, I keep trying. And uh, next week, we have one of your suggestions coming your way. It's going to be a great guest. So be sure to be here next week on On Screen and Beyond. If you want to send me a suggestion, send it to feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com and I will see what I can do about getting that person on for you. That is about it. I guess it's a wrap for this week of On Screen and Beyond. So I hope you're going to join us next week when we once again take you on screen and beyond. I'm Brian Zimrak. Take care. (laughs)